0: Today on Grace to
1: the Hearers with Pastor Eric Cluth. But believer, you have a choice in your daily activities to be a vessel for the kingdom of God, which looks like 1 Corinthians ten thirty one says this. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So you have a choice to, that you can do all things for the glory of God, or fall to the desires of the flesh and be a vessel for the ruler of this world. The choice is ours. The choice is yours.
0: As we learn from the story of Samson, Pastor Eric will point out today all the results of Samson's sin and the choice that we also have is to either fall into temptation and the desires of our flesh or to surrender to God, to give him control of our lives and give him all the glory. Samson took pride in his strength, took glory in himself, and ended up in destruction. Now, here's Pastor Eric with his continued study in the book of Judges.
1: We teach God's Word, and we stand by God's Word. Teach it chapter by chapter and verse by verse, so that we get the whole counsel of God. Truly blessed by doing that. And so, like I said, we're in Judges 16. Now, Samson, you guys... Some highlights from his life so far is that he was a miracle baby, wasn't he? He was a miracle baby. Uh, Why do I say that? Well, because his mother was barren. She couldn't have children. But the angel of the Lord came to her and said, hey, you're going to have a son. He is going to be used by God. In fact, he's going to be special. And God put a special calling upon Samson's life. That calling was to follow the Nazarite vow. The Nazarite vow is to be dedicated to the Lord for his entire life. That was his calling. And God was going to use Samson to deliver the Israelites out of the hand of the Philistines. Because at the time of this, when this is going on, the Philistines had rule over the Israelites. And God was going to deliver his people. Hence, the book of Judges, right? But Samson was rebellious. Now, we don't know anything about being rebellious, do we, in our lives? He did things that broke the Nazarite vow. He had an attraction to Philistine women, from at least what I read. Samson fell into sin. He struggled with the lust of the eyes. He struggled with the lust of the flesh. But Samson was a mighty warrior. I'll give him that. He was a mighty warrior. Do you guys remember the time where he made this ridiculous riddle, and after giving the answer to his wife, he then had to pay up. Well, how did he pay up? Well, he went and he killed 30 men of the Philistines for their garments he paid up. He was good on his word. He just killed 30 men. Then we see that Samson killed a thousand Philistines with a jawbone of a donkey, a fresh jawbone at that. And he did that because of what the Philistines had done to his first wife, for they had burned her and her father. And so he had taken revenge upon the Philistines. Last week we visited that Samson... Then after he was done with killing a thousand men, he went down and he visited a harlot. This guy is unbelievable. And he escaped the death because the city shut down. The city heard that he was in their city and they put men all around and put men at the main gate, at the city gates. But Samson woke up during the middle of midnight and walked out and he picked up the, the posts and the gate itself and lifted them to freedom. Amazing amazing right and so tonight as we wrap up chapter 16 we are going to look at four points in our study so if you're a note taker here's the four points we are going to see the enemy likes to imitate and when i say the enemy i'm speaking of the principality of darkness they like to imitate we will also see who did samson rely on for his strength we'll see the result of sin And finally, we'll see the grace from the king. So let's look at our first point in verses 4 and 5. The enemy likes to mimic. Judges chapter 16. After it happened, speaking of going to the hill after he escaped, after it happened that he, speaking of Samson, loved a woman in the valley of Sorak, whose name was Delilah. And the Lord of the Philistines came up to her and said to her, entice him, and find out where his great strength lies, and by what means we may overpower him, that we may bind him to afflict him. And every one of us will give you, check this, 1100 pieces of silver. Now it's safe to say that the Philistines had no love for Samson. They had no love for this man. And here they see him coming into the Valley of Sorak, which is a valley located in Palestine. Now imagine, we live in the Phoenix area. I mean, yes, we're in Coolidge, but we're in the Phoenix area. And what is it often referred to? The Valley of the Sun, right? And we're so blessed with the heat. Amen. Amen. So it is a valley where this is located at, okay? The Valley of Sorak. So just imagine he is in a valley. There Samson falls in love with a woman. Surprise, surprise. Her name was Delilah. Now, Samson fell in love with another Philistine woman. And the leaders of the Philistines came to her and said, hey, Delilah, we need you to entice him so that we can figure out how to bind him and so we can afflict him. And if you can do this for us, we're going to give you 1,100 pounds of silver. That's a lot. That is a lot of money, okay? First of all, how do I know that Samson fell in love with her? Well, in verse 15, which we'll read here in a little bit, it says, Then she said to him, how can you say I love you? So he verbally said that he loved this woman, Delilah. So we see that the Philistines came to Delilah asking how to afflict him because again, Samson was a huge problem, a huge problem for these people. And so they offered her 140 pounds of silver. Now that's enough money for her to live on if just one of them paid up for the rest of her life. So imagine now somebody coming to you and saying, I will give you the Powerball If you can get this person to tell us how we can afflict them, you know, and you'll be set for life. So you can see the intensity of how bad the Philistines wanted Samson dead. Now, Delilah was not in love with Samson. No, she was in love with the money. And, church, tonight, the Bible tells us in the book of Timothy For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith. In their greediness and pierce themselves through many sorrows. And here is a prime example of that Delilah doing whatever it would take to get her money. And so that brings us to our first point. Like I said, the enemy likes to mimic. Because the Philistines, in a sense, would be like the principalities of darkness, the enemy that we face. And they go to Delilah, which is like you and I, and they entice her. They say, hey, Guess what? Can you do this job for us? And if you do, we'll do this for you. And she was blinded and she saw the money. Now, don't get me wrong. Money is not wrong to have. But the greed is wrong. What a great picture, though, of how the enemy tries to get to us. Did you guys know, in fact, the leader of the enemy, the principalities of darkness, Satan, wants to be like God? Did you know that? Well, the Bible tells us this in Isaiah chapter 14, verses 13 through 14. Isaiah writes, For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I also sit on the mount of the congregation, on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. If Satan says he will be like the Most High, then don't you think that he's going to try to imitate the Most High? Oh, yes, he is. Fact. In fact, you guys, Paul says to the church in Corinth, in Corinthians, he says, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. So yes, God has teachers, God has workers, but guess what? So does Satan. Satan does too. God has vessels that God uses to pour into and to use for his kingdom. And God uses unbelievers to do his work as well. Do you guys remember Balaam in the book of Numbers? Balaam was going to go curse Israel, but God used him instead to do what? Bless Israel. Satan can use believers for his work as well. How? By participating in ungodly activities. Gossip, backbiting, lying, greed, lust, even anger towards a brother or sister. It's called falling into the desires of the flesh. I'm not saying that he can indwell a believer because I don't believe that because the Spirit of God indwells you, okay? But we still battle in the flesh. And Satan can use you if you're not armed, if you're not standing firm in the Word of God and you don't have the armor of God on, you can fall just like that. But believer, you have a choice in your daily activities to be a vessel for the kingdom of God which looks like First Corinthians ten thirty one says this, therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So you have a choice to, that you can do all things for the glory of God or fall to the desires of the flesh and be a vessel for the ruler of this world. The choice is ours. The choice is yours. Every single moment of the day, you need to make that choice. At least that is what I'm finding out in my own personal life. It's not just wake up out of bed and say, I choose God, and then that's done. I wish it was that easy. But for me, I've constantly got to check my flesh. Is this of me, or is this going to glory my Father in heaven? And so I'm just passing on the challenge that God placed before me, and what God has taught me in my life If you have been or you are being used for the work of the enemy and you want to stop, guess what? There's good news. You can stop. But how do I stop then, pastor? Well, James 4, 7 says, therefore submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Please remember, please remember that Satan is a wannabe. He is not the original and he is not God. So don't give him more power than he needs, okay? He is a wannabe. He's a fake. He's a liar. Please remember that. So we see the Philistines coming to Delilah and enticing her to get Samson to talk, which takes us to point number two in verses six through 20. Our point number two is, who did Samson rely on for his strength? So Delilah said to Samson in verse six, Please tell me where you get your great strength, where your great strength lies, and with what you may be bound to afflict you. She's real bold. And Samson said to her, If they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dried, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. So the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dried, and she bound him with them. Now men were lying in wait staying with her in the room and she said to him The Philistines are upon you Samson but he broke the bowstrings as a strand of yarn breaks when it touches fire so the secret of his strength was not known Tempt number 1 failed for Delilah verse 10 then Delilah said to Samson Look You have mocked me and told me lies. Now please tell me what you may be bound with. So he said to her, If they bind me securely with new ropes that have never been used, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. Therefore Delilah took new ropes and bound him with them and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson." And men were lying in wait, staying in the room. But he broke them off his arms like a thread. Attempt number two, failed. Verse 13, Delilah said to Samson, Until now you have mocked me and told me lies. Tell me what you may be bound with. And he said to her, If you weave the seven locks of my head into a web of a loom. So she wove it tightly with the batten of the loom and said to him, The Philistines are upon you. Samson, But he awoke from his sleep and pulled out of the baton and the web from the loom. Oh man, verse 15. Then she said to him, how can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times and have not told me where your great strength lies. And it came to pass when she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him that his soul was vexed to death. Verse 17, then he told her all his heart and said to her, No razor has ever come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaven, then my strength will leave me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. Verse 18, when Delilah saw that, he had told her all his heart. She sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up once more, for he has told me all his heart. So the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hand. Then she lulled him to sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him, and his strength left him. And she said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson! So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Wow. Amazing. Within these verses, we see the story that many of us are familiar with. You guys remember hearing this in Sunday school growing up? Maybe this is your first time hearing this story. It's an amazing story. Great detail. Of what has taken place with Samson. Delilah asking Samson, what will it take to bind you? Samson having all the self-confidence in his own strength. He was having fun with Delilah, wasn't he? By sharing things that he knew that wouldn't hold him. I think the funniest one is the new ropes. Because remember that the Israelites bound him with new ropes to present him to the Philistines. But he already knew that when he needed to break free, right before he killed a thousand people, man, he... You know? I think that, to me, that's funny. (laughs) He was so confident in his strength. It's pretty amazing. The crazy thing that I pick up by reading is this, is how ignorant was Samson. How ignorant was he? I mean, come on. I mean, she had Philistines lying in the room. Okay? Not just once, but three times there was people in the room (laughs) i mean like come on after the first one i think it would have been like hey i think there's something wrong here i should probably get out of this situation no he was in love right He, he was in love ignorance you guys comes when you're blinded with pride all samson could see is himself Samson relied on his strength to bring victory. I mean, come on, check out verse 20 again. Here he wakes up from being shaved, you know, like, okay, first of all, my wife's like, I could do that to your beard. And I said, and I said I'd freak out, I'd wake up. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, because if I heard the buzzer, you know, I mean, this guy stayed sleep while somebody took a razor to his head. So he's a really good sleeper. But, I mean, check out 20, though, of how he relied on his own strength. She says, hey, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will shake myself free. I'll shake myself free, as I have done before at the other times. Samson was so blinded, wasn't he? He was so wrapped up in himself that he didn't even know that the Lord had left him. He was so caught up in self. This is pride at its finest. So the question then to me is, and then I'm going to pass to you, are you so wrapped up in yourself that you have forgotten where your strength comes from? Have you been operating in your own strength? Because the Bible tells us where our strength comes from. It's very clear. In fact, I'll share it with you. In Psalm 121 verses 1 through 2 says this, A song of accents. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord, who has made heaven and earth. Psalm 28, 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song I will praise Him. If you think being a Christian means that you have to operate in your own strength, you are mistaken. It is out of the strength of God that we operate out of. Jesus himself said to us in Matthew 11:28, "Come to me all you who labor and are heavy-laden, and I will give you rest." Jesus himself is saying, "If you're laboring, I want you to come to me so I can give you rest." Jesus, this is amazing, you guys. Jesus wants to take the load of life from you. He wants to carry it for you. But we need to give it to him. But oftentimes, it's so easy to operate in the strength of the flesh, is it not? Thinking that I've got this. I can handle it. I'm a big boy. I can go through this, and I, can, I have the strength to do it. I am strong. Ask my mom. I'm strong-willed. <laughs> I wasn't, my brother was, but we can get in this idea that we can operate in our own strength and forget whose strength, who we really need to be operating in, the strength of the Lord. I mean, this is great news, right? How do I give God then my load? I'm loaded down here, so you're talking about giving Jesus my load and him being my strength. Well, how do I do that then, huh? Well, I'll tell you. Well, I'll tell you what the Bible says. By trusting in God. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. This is hard. How many of you want to figure things out? Me. I put my mind around what God is doing and I am becoming tired and weary trying to figure out the ways of the Lord but His ways are not my ways. So God... What do I need to do? Trust in me, son. Trust in me, daughter. Don't rely on your ways, but rely on my ways. Don't lean upon your own understandings, but I just need all your heart. How does the Lord take the load off in our lives? When we trust in him. Because Samson relied on himself to get out of trouble. But when he did, you know, when he relied on himself one last time, he found himself defeated. So whose strength are you relying on tonight? God's strength or your own? If it's the strength of God, God will help you and he will be there for you. In fact, he says that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. But if it's operating in your own strength, then God is going to step aside as he did with uh, our friend Samson here because he loves him so much, he gives him the choice. Okay, you're going to choose your own strength we're going to let you operate under your self-power. But when we operate under self-power, that usually leads to destruction. God had enough of Samson relying on self. God is a gracious God. But again, as we've learned, that we can't take advantage of God's grace because eventually, and we read it in the Bible in Revelation, there's going to be a point when God's grace is enough is enough of sin. And there is judgment. But Praise God, tonight, God is gracious for you to hear his word. And if you are relying on your own strength, you have the opportunity tonight to turn to his strength. Praise God for that. I praise God for that. Um, Which brings us now to verse 21 through 25, our third point, the result of sin. So Samson now has just been captured by the Philistines. So verse 21 says, then the Philistines took him and put out his eyes. And brought him down to Gaza. They bound him with bronze fetters and he became a grinder in the prison. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaven.
0: You've been listening to Grace to the Hearers, the radio ministry of Pastor Eric Cluth of Calvary Chapel Coolidge in Coolidge, Arizona. CD copies of today's study are available when you email us at info at gracetothehearers.com. That's info at gracetothehearers.com. Today's message, as originally presented at Calvary Chapel Coolidge, can be downloaded from our website at gracetothehearers.com. If you can't get to your computer to download or place your order, you can always call us at 520-723-7047. We'll be happy to help you. Again, that number is 520-723-7047. We are so blessed by the technology that we have these days. Most of us have numerous versions of the Bible. Now with mobile technology, we have the Bible right on our phones and tablets. Grace to the Hearers is available in podcast format. Simply log on to grace to and follow the links to subscribe to the Grace to the Hearers podcast or simply search for Grace to the Hearers in the iTunes store. Again, our web address is www.gracetothehearers.com Finally, we'd like to ask that you prayerfully consider helping us continue to expand the radio ministry of Grace to the Hearers you can do so by securely donating a gift of any amount at gracetothehearers.com. Just click on the donate button. Now please place a marker in your Bibles and make plans to join us again. Pastor Eric will continue teaching verse by verse through the book of Judges right here on Grace to the Hearers.